Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Happy to be back here with you again today. And I just wanted to remind you guys again that we are going to be doing that incredible event coming up in July, July 20th. If you are local to Orange County, would love to have you, even if you're not. <laughs> Think about coming down. Um, July 20th, 930 to 1130 in the morning, we are doing a full-blown mind-body event. Um, we're going to be working about uncovering our core beliefs and um, kind of pairing that with our core strength. So I'll be hosting the mental portion of that, the mind portion of uncovering what our core beliefs are, how do we understand them, where do they come from, how can they serve us rather than us being bound to them, and just kind of, yeah, I think it's a really good entry point or introduction to some of this work, and then really learning how to flip the script on those core beliefs, and being able to like live out of our power, out of ourselves, that's more than a buzzword. Living out of our power doesn't mean like manifesting into like the Hulk and being something or someone we're not, it means taking up all the space that's ours and living out of our true authentic self in a way that feels like, yes, <laughs> instead of like, oh, hi. So it's unapologetic. It's fierce. It's you and you deserve to get to live in all of you. And that's the whole point of this event. And then we're coupling that with body work. The more we can anchor what we do mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually to our physical body, the longer lasting and more immediate that change becomes. So I'm partnering with my friend Aurora. I interviewed her last week, so episode 71, if you're curious about that. And we got to hear from her about how she is able to help people come back into their body, how to regulate, how to upright, upcycle, downcycle, and all the beautiful ways that she helps people focus on their core so that they can also, again, live in their strength and power. It's going to be fire, you guys. So if you're local, come join us. Tickets are available on my website, www.elisesnipes.com. Would love to have you. Seriously, bring a friend. Um, there's less than 30 spots left. So um, if you're thinking about it, just do it. What are we waiting for, people? Let's do that. Okay. Now, this is super interesting episode. I feel like I've avoided even jumping into so much so that I didn't even see it. And what I mean is this. Last week, my husband was like, hey, um, so are you not going to do an episode for Father's Day? And it was, I was like, what? I didn't even, I didn't even like see it. And he wasn't asking like for himself. He was asking more about my own relationship with my dad and wondering if that was maybe a confusing or emotional episode. And that's why I avoided it. And I literally was like, I, it never crossed my mind. I didn't even think about doing a Father's Day episode. And as I sat with that question, I immediately had like this pit in my stomach. And I'm like, ugh, the reason I didn't think about it is because I didn't want to think about it. Like the reason I didn't want to do a Father's Day episode is because I didn't want to have to talk about this. And then because I just can't help myself, I was like, all right, I'm going to go sit with that this week. I really do need to sit and spend some time um, with, with my avoided 
information, like with the things I like to keep elsewhere or not look at um, when they become stories I don't want to tell or things that I wish weren't true. Like, honestly, that's what it comes down to is I wish that I was sharing with you a Father's Day episode um, that was different than the one that I'm going to share. That's just that's just the truth of it. So because it's been like this blind spot, this thing I haven't wanted to look at and therefore haven't, I feel like it's not now taking up room that might not be super healthy. So let me explain that. Like, if there are relationships or people or things in our lives that we don't want to look at, we have to consciously like shift our body or position or look the other way. And I think that I'd been doing that. I'd kind of like turned or pivoted or shifted this way, looking at something different, not wanting to look at the painful relationship. And I, I think it's time for me to shift the other way. Like to be able to f- turn around and face and look and see the substance of what is or what isn't and not be afraid um, to look into it. I think it's less about fear. Like when I reflect on my own avoidance and it has more to do with sadness. I just feel deeply sad about my relationship with my dad. And it, it, again, it's just something I wish was a different scenario. I wish it was a different story. So without further ado, Father's Day episode. So it's complicated. My relationship with my dad is complicated and it's not finished. And so there's this part of me that restrains from, or I not restraints, but like it keeps, I hold back, right, from talking about it because I'm not sure how it's going to end. And so there's things that I just kind of like keep my, hold my cards pretty close to my heart because I'm, I'm unsure of, of what's going to go down or how it's going to end. So there's this line from the book, um, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, and she talks about um, telling the truth and what it's like to write about stories that implicate other people. And she says something to the effect that um, if people don't want you to write shitty things about them, then they shouldn't have done shitty things. And that line is like freeing for me. It's fire because it's like, yeah, I didn't do that shitty thing. Me telling it exposes maybe the shitty thing, um, but then maybe they shouldn't have been done in the first place. And I think that's maybe like that's the space that I'm sitting in right now is how do I tell a truth and share stories that implicate more than just me? And I know that I'm not alone in this. I get asked this often um, from listeners about what do I do about my relationship with this person or this person? Um, because it's still they're still in my life or they're they're still alive. Like, do I talk about it or open up about it or how do I live through it um, when they won't participate in a relationship that's functional or healthy? So I'm speaking to myself today and I'm speaking to you today who also have some of these question marks in your life regarding complicated relationships or relationships that you wish that the status was different than what it is. My relationship with my dad has always been complicated, probably just because he's complicated. You know, I think that there are his own blind spots and the negligent way that he has not chosen to look into his own like personality and character deficits that caused a lot of injury to me, to my family, to his friends, to his family. And then I think because of that, like we suffer the consequences of that and are left with the consequences now and not with him. So right now we're at this kind of like bizarre standstill where we had some like massive falling outs because I decided to confront him about, I want to say like a singular relationship. 
So I sent him an email and I let him know that I felt like he was really only living out of one part of who he is. He was only living as husband and he wasn't also living as son or parent or grandfather or friend or brother. Um, but that really was only stuck in this one relationship. And it went really bad. I can't even, I, I, ugh. it blew up and I don't regret it. I don't regret speaking up for myself or advocating for the truth of what was happening or bringing that, um, those observations to the surface. It was true and it only highlighted what was happening. Um, it was painful, it was fucking nuts, <laughs> if I'm honest, it was crazy. Um, but it was good because it was true and I think what that did is I confronted something that I haven't in my whole entire life. See, because the most of my life and my relationship with my dad, I spent protecting his house of cards. The majority of my life I had spent protecting his ego and wanting him to be better than he was and greater than he was and so I participated in this delusion that he was like this hero. But on paper and in the reality of what he had chosen to do in his own life, that's not, it's not real. And I think that fall from like delusion, that fall from like that false reality um, was radically disrupting to my own like psychological process because so many things were connected or tied to this massive piece of my dad being a certain figure in our family and having to let him go, having to confront that he is not in this all white character, but they had m way more shades of gray and clearly like some pretty massive fuck ups that I had to actually look at or confront if I also wanted to not keep participating in that delusion, which is also keeping me sick and stuck. So. Um, I'm trying to think about what are parts of the backstory that would be beneficial for you to know so that this episode makes more sense than me just sharing the snippets of my reflections. Um, when my dad was sober, he was <laughs> like this heroic figure, fun and spontaneous and caring and sensitive and poetic, um, entertaining, oh my God, so entertaining a million stories, one better than the next, all exaggeration, but as a kid, you just want them to all be true because you wanna be sucked up into this grandiose story because it feels so good because that story feels so much better than the reality that you're living in. And I think that that was true of the way that I understood my dad is I wanted to be a part of the story that he was telling. I I wanted to live and be a reflection of like, of that good, of that goodness. Our life was pretty intensely like sick. Our family cycle was really sick. There was a lot of abuse in our family, a lot of addiction. Um, just a, a it was ups, it was an upside down house, you know. I mean, like I think like parents were kids and kids were parents and everyone was a mess and we couldn't find our way out of that cycle. And our parents' dynamic just kind of drew us into a really sick cycle as well. So when he was sober. It was gold. And then when he chose to engage his addiction um, to alcohol, it was like Jekyll and Hyde. A totally different person would come forward, terrifying, a fucking terrifying, terrifying, terrifying person. Violent and unpredictable, um, unrecognizable. 
And I think what happens when we live with somebody who engages in that type of behavior is that we have to make excuses for it or somehow um, put it into a psychological place that makes sense. So we'll just blame the alcohol. We'll say, oh, it's because of that. It's because he's drunk. It's because of this. Um, but that person is also within him all the time just beside that thin veil of a story or that thin veil of, of fun came someone who's super dangerous. It took a long time for him to get sober and figure it out. Um, but before that, there was so much wreckage and damage done, so much physical violence and intensity that um, I think it always left a, a, a quiet fear within us, or at least a breach of trust. I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for my siblings. That's unfair. Um, so for me, a sense of, I want to join good dad and I want to pretend that bad dad doesn't exist. And I spent a lot of my life doing that. Hence why I could never confront anything that was less than good within him. Because I had to protect that sense of, no, he's the good one. He's the good parent. And so I polarized my family. Mom is bad, dad is good. And because of that, I painted each person in either all white or all black. And it's a pretty typical like psychological defense or even like just natural psychological process of growing up is you will be good and then you will be bad. And in my like individuating from that family cycle has been this process of understanding the shades of gray, white and black within both, being able to allow my mom to have, um, to give her more grace and come to more understanding of who she is and how complicated that must have been for her too. And then for my dad, allowing him to, um, to allow him to be responsible for the things that are and have always been his responsibility, but that I was just absorbing and taking responsibility for. So with all that to say, um, eventually he ended up going to, um, going to prison and it was one of the greatest exhales of my life, like as shameful and as intense and obliterating as it was to our whole family system. I think it was the first time in my life, it was, it was the first time in my life I'd ever been able to come home and not wonder what the night was going to be like. Like, it was like, oh my God, I don't have to, I didn't realize how much I'd been carrying, how, how concerned and, and hypervigilant I had become about what, what each day was going to be like because of how unpredictable his addiction was. And then knowing that, like, I wasn't going to have to worry about that or hold that anymore was incredibly relieving. During that span was... There are a lot of things that got figured out for me, for him, for, for the rest of my family. Um, and he turned his life around in some pretty incredible ways. When he got released, it was like this, like, now I know it to be a little bit more like fusion delusion, but it was like sober dad was home, like all good dad was home. And I wanted that to be true more than anything. And I think that we had like a really solid run, you know, of of receiving this like all good guy back into my life. And when that happened, I with I allowed all the rest of the pain or the things I didn't want to remember, um, just be like, oh, that was back then. That wasn't, but that's not him now. And so I continued to participate in like saying, oh, that wasn't like, you know, that was blah, blah, blah. That was blah, blah, blah. I just reduced it, minimized it. Because ultimately I didn't want to look at it. Um, he ended up getting remarried. That's a whole nother conversation. Something that's, I still feel like isn't even worth giving too much airtime to. Um, but it shook things up and it really affected his ability to see things accurately. It skewed him and isolated him and made him sick. Um, my brother dying in 2006 radically solidified, I think, that the unhealth of that relationship and the safety that he found in it. Um, yeah, man, they're, they're, I'm saying this, there's even things I want to edit out because... 
Again, I don't want this to be true, but I'm going to challenge myself not to do that. Sometimes things are just shitty and that's just the way they are. Sometimes it's someone's fault and sometimes it's just shitty. It's just sometimes it's just what it is. With all that to be said, there's a deep longing in myself to have this relationship with my dad that I've always wanted to be there. And I feel like as I've gotten older and wanted to advocate for myself to have that, to have a real relationship or a genuine relationship, and then that was kind of going to like hell in that conversation, made me feel like, okay, like, what am I going to do with this? And so then clearly in the past few, past few years, it's been three years, I've decided like just to not look at it. Um, and so this is me picking it back up and holding it and not really knowing what to do with it almost as a model is that sometimes just noticing the thing or making eye contact with the thing is enough to just get started. Now, I don't have to solve this. I don't have to fix it. In fact, I can't. You know, if I had my way, I would have this harmonious reconciliation and I would probably actually choose to go back into some form of fusion delusion where all things are great and we don't look at hard things. But that's just not who I am anymore either. As I refuse to participate in a lie, I want truth in my relationships, even if it's hard. Like, I would rather have a, a hard conversation because it's true and good than only have pretty conversations that allow us to stay distant and separate from each other. So what do I do with this? I guess I'm doing what I'm doing here. I'm thinking about it. I'm making room for it. Um, I'm noticing it. I'm acknowledging it. I'm naming it. I'm seeing that there's pain. I'm seeing that there, it's murky and gray and weird. <laughs> um... I'm seeing that I still have feelings about it, some bitterness, some resentment. I actually, honestly, I really just want to blame his wife rather than have him be responsible. <sighs> Crappy too, huh? I just wish things were different. I think that's that's probably like the the base of this. And so hence when Father's Day comes around and I don't even think about it, it's like, oh my gosh, in the context of the depth of this relationship, how was I not thinking about this? Because I didn't want to. And I think that's what's so fascinating and amazing to me about our, our brain or our psyche is our ability to block ourselves from things we, we could look at and benefit from and how we want to protect ourselves sometimes from like difficult or hard things because we're not sure what to do with them. Or we feel like if we do open up Pandora's box, then we're going to actually have to deal with it. But I think I want to suggest that like our work doesn't have to always be so hot and cold or so black and white. Like I either have to deal with this or I'm not. Or I either, now this means I have to like call him and do something. No, it doesn't. It's okay for me to have my own process. It's okay for me to acknowledge that it's there without having to, again, fix it, solve it, dress it up, dress it down, excuse it, validate it, justify it. Fuck, even analyze it. It's okay to just see it, acknowledge that it's there. I recognize this relationship as a hard spot in my life. Period. Maybe ellipsis. I don't know. Like, it's okay that this is here and that I can look at it and sit in this space with it and allow it to be what it is rather than me having to step back into my dysfunctional pattern of taking responsibility for it and making sure that I'm the one who's solving it and bearing the burden of all the bad, right? Like I want to watch my own pattern and what I want to do when I approach this thing that I really would rather not. So maybe one day I'll get to release a different episode about Father's Day, about my, my relationship with my dad. That's my dream. <laughs> but just because that is what I want does not mean that this conversation isn't worthy. For now, this is what it is. It's, it's sad, hence why I didn't want to talk about it. 
and hence this blind spot and this opportunity to talk about things that sometimes sit just outside of my awareness because I put them there in that special little box. Ultimately, there are relationships that don't always fit categories, right? They don't have some cute little like Facebook relationship status that actually like fits the, the depth or the complexities or the time or the loss or the things that they've spanned. It's complicated. Relationships are complicated, especially this one for me. And maybe you have that too. If you were here with me today in the trailer, there are so many things I'd want to talk about. I would feel immediately like like I overshared. I'd feel insecure that I took up so much time because I'm not used to that. And I'd want to like have it be your turn now <laughs> because I would be feeling kind of crummy and not really sure what to do with that feeling except just sit in it. So I'd want it to be someone else's turn. I'd want to know if you have blind spots or if this episode just depressed you. <laughs> I'd want to know um, what it's like for you to hear something be unfinished, not tidied or tied up in a pretty bow at the end, but um, just the recognition of pain and letting that be enough for today, for this part of the process. I want to know if you have any relationships that you wish were different. Do you have people in your life that are like, ugh, I wish that there was a different ending to that one or a different story I could tell or a different narrative I could slip into. I wish there, man, I wish there were things I had done differently. Maybe I am the person who has given or caused or, or hurt someone in this process. And if so, then what? I want to know where you fit into this, into this human experience, into this unfinished business. Because sometimes after these episodes, there's times where I'm like, it's like I hang up, it's like I feel like I hang up the phone and I'm like, but wait, what, what do they have to say about that? Or what do they think about that? So I'm actually toying with the idea of starting a private Facebook group so that we can do that. So that after an episode, we could jump on there together, do some live situation where we could hear more about each other's stories, where you could ask me questions, probably anything, because I'm pretty open. And then I can get to ask you questions too, and we could actually explore some of these things together. So right now, this is an, an idea, but what I'm thinking is this. If you want to engage some of this material further, if you want to go deeper with the things that I bring up here or the, pe the guests that I have on here, just my own <laughs> ramblings that I get to bring up here, would you go to my website, elisesnipes.com, and I'm going to have a page there. I haven't figured out what that page is going to be yet. Let me know if you're interested in joining that Facebook community. At this point, again, it's idea form, but I want to connect with you and I want to hear more about the intersection, intersection between these words and your words and how we can help them become like our words and a story that like lives further than beyond you just being a listener here. Okay, one last thing, Father's Day blessing. To you who have been fathered well, I bless you. To you who have not, I bless you. To those of you who would say it's complicated, I bless you. To those who can't even look at it yet, I bless you. To those who are fathers and fear or wonder what category they fall into, I bless you. May you ask big questions May you know there is always time to face yourself and come home. And to my own father, my door is always open. 
in my heart too. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at Elise Snipes Collective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at elisesnipes.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.